Hey lovers, welcome back to Still Single, hosted by Rob Moore, Jordan Kahana, and Alex Weber. We're three best friends all in our mid-thirties, who are definitely still fucking single. Sit back, relax, pour yourself a nice glass of Pinot, Pinot, we're running out of types of wine. Just pour yourself some water, stay hydrated, and enjoy as we navigate being still single. Today's love story is called The Date. I want to do it till we're gray-haired, swiping on like grays or whatever like the <laughs> grays. <laughs> I've got gray hairs. You guys don't have gray hairs? I do. Yeah, we're. Yeah. I have. I have gray chest hair. I have gray. I've have gray hair beard now. hair for a while. It's like pretty white on the sides of my chins for some time. But I have a ginger beard. People always ask me questions about that. What Does kind of questions? The carpet match the pubes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the upstairs carpet match the downstairs carpet. Uh, no, it does not. It is. Yeah, thankfully, that's the. It's all. Carpet. It's all gray there. It's all. <laughs> Just I dye sil- it gray, actually. My pubes, I dye gray. Actually. The silver fox downstairs. Oh, uh, gosh. Well, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a, a few things. We've got some questions that came in from, from our audience. Thank you guys so much for submitting those to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, but we really want to get down to the bottom of, like, can guys and girls be friends? Can men and women actually have a platonic relationship or... Does sex always get in the way? Um, and in in, <laughs> I don't want to deflect to Jordan as we always do. So uh, I'll take it. I, I have a hot take right now. I mean, oh, I, you're I, ready. I was the one who pitched this subject yeah. before, so I am ready with somewhat of a oh, hot fuck. take. Okay, then kicking it off, um, Jordan Kahana. So one of my th- theories on this is that guys and girls can be friends if they had sex. Um, initially and then became friends afterwards where it's like we got that out of the way it was immediate like of just you're attractive I'm attractive but it's like we don't work you're actually really awesome so we can just be friends and I'm not like jealous of you going on dates and we can talk about other dates and all that kind of stuff but the caveat to that is um, where guys and girls can't be friends or where the issue is is if you're friends first and then the attraction builds because if one person expresses interest and the other person isn't into that then that friendship kind of is tainted at that point or if you're like hey we're friends for a long time and then you have sex the relationship then completely changes it's hard i think to like backslide in that sense as opposed to hey we met on a dating app or we met out and about and the attraction was there some drinks were flowing or even if there wasn't and that happens and then um the friendship kind of builds off of that that's my take so to be friends with Jordan, <laughs> you must, you must have sex. No, no, this isn't like a, this isn't black and white type of thing. I think this is a, a, a big, uh, it is one of the avenues. There's a lot of layers to it, obviously. I don't think this is the end all be all, but I think this is one avenue of how guys and girls can be friends. See, I, I totally disagree. I think it is black and white. And I, I don't <laughs> think men and women can be friends without there being sexual energy. Or, at all. At all. I don't think so. Yeah. So I, 
I, I think uh, we can share some personal stories here, but I think we usually do. No one can have uh, an attraction. So if both do, you can't be friends. If one does, you can't be friends. But if both somehow are just like, you're awesome, I have no attraction to you, and you're just a human person that is my friend, then I think you can. I've just, I've never experienced this. Well, that's because you're very sexy. Well, thank you. And as, as are you. And <laughs> thank you. I'm fishing. But the, the, the reality is, is just like, I, I don't know. I'm thinking of like, even back in high school, like my closest girlfriends, I wanted to have sex with. Like, I know. Hold on. There are friends. You have female friends that you have not, that you do. I know this right now. Who, me? Yeah. I don't think. I can look through my phone, but I don't think there's any <laughs> girls in there that I'm friends with that I don't want to have sex with. I mean, they're okay. Oh, I take that back. There are uh, work colleagues. That yeah, that's what I was thinking. I yeah, but I guess that's different. That is is completely non-sexual. However, I I I notice their beauty or their sexual. It's impossible to not feel that or see that. I for me at least. Yeah, I mean, you can still be friends with someone and acknowledge that they are attractive. That's not what we're getting. I, I don't think that like to be friends with another with a female doesn't mean that you like remove the idea that hey, they look really good tonight, or like you're a human being in that sense. So, I, so what I is the what is the point of having a female friend? Well, you like the person. Well, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I no, I just I'm just curious. So, like, what do you guys do if you're if you have a female friend that you aren't gonna sexually All right. pursue? Right. I have I will I'll be I have several female friends who some of them I am attracted to, but I have you know I don't see them as that or like um you know if you were to meet your buddy's girlfriend how you kind of mentally are like that person is not they, you just don't see them in that light. Totally. I've, I've done that with friends, other friends that are female. I know that they're very attractive, but I don't have that spark with them. And, and I think as long as no one has that spark, you can still be friends, but it's really okay, but awesome. Going off of what... Okay. I was going to say it's awesome having friends sorry, who are sorry. the opposite sex. A hundred percent. I agree. I think it's really, yeah, girls are awesome. Yeah. A hundred percent. But to go off of your point and also off of Rob's point is that you've never been introduced to your buddy's girlfriend and we're like, damn, they're really attractive. But like, that's off the tape. Like you can acknowledge that they're attractive. Yeah. yeah, A hundred percent. But you know how like mentally, at least this is what I do. It's almost like your brain is like, you don't perceive them as right. I don't know, you, your brain like computes it as like not even in the realm of romantic because it's your buddy's girlfriend. So I definitely have seen buddy's girlfriends and been like, Oh, she's beautiful. But it's more of like, and, I don't know. You don't, it's not like a visceral yeah, you, you turn that off in, in that sense. But yeah. one thing that I want, yeah, flip that switch. One yeah. thing that I did realize, and and I wonder if you guys have experienced is I have never experienced the I'm friends with someone first and then we hook up. Like I've never had that like build of attraction that takes place that then that happens. And then the friendship gets a little fragile or entangled. We just had a recent guest who talked about this uh, on a trip in, uh, I think in Mexico Costa or Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa she made Rica. out with a guy on like an ATV or something. Sure. 
Yeah. And you, yeah. I think she had a friend. They were oh, friends. We were and then friends they... for, well, we had met like a day or two earlier. So it was kind of like, that's a whole different situation. I'm saying like a month or two into like knowing someone, if not like a year into that. I see. I've definitely done that. I've definitely like friend zoned, but immediately had like sexual chemistry with a friend. And then three years later, we hook up. What happened to the friendship after? Oh, what'd you say? What happened to the friendship after? Oh, it, it, it maintained, it maintained friendship. And then when we see each other, we kind of are like, what's up? Wait, are you friends or not? I see your bits. <laughs> no, we are friends, but there's like, there is sexual chemistry. I, I don't know how else to put it. It's like once, once the sexual yeah. frosting has been put on a relationship, right. you cannot unfrost the cake. The cake stays frosted with sexual tension and that's just it i don't right. think it goes away and, i don't know why this I, metaphor works but it works yeah and cake, i do understand cake fucks. <laughs> cake fucks that's just a fact i i do also agree with rob's point with that like to a certain point you like can't be friends because for someone that you've had um a romantic past with that once they start dating someone else the likelihood of your connection or relationship is more more than not going to be removed like the need to be in co contact or to have that friendship of rarely are people cool with like oh yeah you guys had sex yeah definitely like having come right. to my birthday party yeah definitely right. it's it's definitely a, a complicated issue i i'll share one of because i've been on both sides of this uh in like 2020 i met someone and What's funny about this podcast too is like some of these individuals that we're referencing um, are still in our lives and have listened to it. So it's like always doing the like respect out of vagueness to their lives. Well, also it's like specific enough that they're like, hey, did you mention uh, me on, on episode five? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, the three minute 25. Was that me? Except <laughs> the transcript. Um, I, we were like we hit it off immediately and became like fast friends. And then the romantic entered the equation one night, kind of to what you both were saying. And like the next time we hung out, I honestly was like, so do we send out save the date cards? Like, where do we go from here? And she was like, no, we are just friends. And I'll be honest, I, I was cool with it because I loved her so much as a friend and also as my potential life partner that just didn't see it yet. And I kept thinking like she would come around and she didn't. And uh, I mean, it affected the friendship. We, we kind of stopped being friends because it just got too tough. Like there was only so many times I could, you know, she's like out on a Friday with a guy and we're like hanging out the next morning and like his jacket's there on like her, you know, on her couch. And I'm like, no, it's totally chill though. Cause we're friends and I don't feel anything. I'm dead inside. <laughs> well, that that's why that's the issue that comes into play of guys and girls potentially can't be friends. Cause if one person has a stronger attraction towards the other, then it doesn't work. You don't, there's yeah. jealousy or frustration. And I, I think one of the things that I was saying a little bit of where where this idea came from of like having sex first and then being friends later on is that that temptation or that 
uh, and I don't want, and this almost falls back to like the possessive thing, you know, treating someone as a person or a possession. It's just like seeing them talking to someone else or talk or hearing about them going on other dates. You're like, well, we've already like explored that. So I'm not jealous of that. I'm not envious of this other person in the way of that. I've kind of already experienced that versus you haven't. So you feel like, what is it about me that isn't able to get? So, I mean, I guess I'm just explaining jealousy at that point, but there's a lot of layers here. I understand that it's a flawed logic on my part. How, how many girlfriends do you guys have right now? I have several. I'm not trying to, I have sevi, several. You have a lot. Okay. So Weber has a lot of girlfriends. Jordan, how many girlfriends do you have? Friends who um, are girls. Friends who are girls, not actual yeah, girlfriends, cr- but cr- friends who are girls. Um, I would say I have a, a good handful. I don't think I, t- I don't talk to them on an everyday basis. Like the okay. way that you, like I, I talk to I'm you guys. in the same boat. I'd say I have a handful of friends that are girls. Now of that group, yeah. look at them line them up who would you sleep with 70 percent <laughs> i'm at like 90 percent see my jordan how many would you sleep with they're well, lined up i think my many? concern is that the people that i consider are that are friends are like i think i have and that's why like I, oh my that's God. where my logic comes so in you it's that's you're proving that's my the logic point. but like at the <laughs> That that's what that's where my theory comes into play. So but it almost like negates it. Except cause... for except for like maybe two. If I if I said like I'd like Would you 10. sleep with those two? Yeah, they're attractive people. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure, but I'm, I'm not like itching to do that. It, it's not about an itch. It's there's no itch. It's just a it's a fact of human existence that I just, I don't know. I think if there's any level of attraction between a male and a female, um, then it's game on. I think, I, I still stand by, it can happen. You can be friends. Cause it, you know, you might not act on it. You might just be like, okay, we're attracted to each other, but it's, I think there's a difference between attracted and, oh, I really have feelings for you. Absolutely. Because if it's you, if it's Absolutely. just okay, because because yeah. the people that I'm imagining, the 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 friends whom are girls, the a 70%. lot of them are beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they're beautiful, and but I don't have that. I don't have like oh I care I I like you like this so much. Does that make sense? But but like if are, one I, of them showed up at your place and they were like Alex, I just really need to take a shower with you. Well, okay, right it's such a weird fantasy to be presented by Rob. Looking at me. Well, two two things. I'm I'm laughing at the idea that the next time Alex goes out with one of his girlfriends, they're gonna be like, "Am I in the thirty percent or the seventy percent?" Like really pressuring him on that. And then secondly, this brings up a point too um, that I was having with uh, someone recently talking about this conversation. This is where it sparked in my head: is that she said that it only works if the girl is not sexually attracted to the guy because at the core men are weak when it comes to sex that if a night out or something like Rob is saying, presenting that she just like late night comes over to your house and she's like, sleep with me right now. Like more times than not guys are weak where they're just like, we get to have sex. This is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So basically it's all in the girls camp. I don't, I know. I don't think so. I've, I've had experiences where I've, have a friend that is a girl and I'm using air quotes uh, because I don't think it exists. 
and then she's been like let's like when are we gonna hang out let's do this and i'm like you are like a friend in my eyes and i have to kind of push it away and then did you stay friends or no yeah we're still friends like but like also let's 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 break down friends because there's friends who you like you know talk to and then there's like friends are you like really in each other's lives no we're just we like keep track with each other on social media and occasional texts we check in we want to like make sure we're both okay we kind of went through friendly like a, versus friends yeah we're friendly like we both went yeah. through a dark time at the same time so we we connected that way darky buddies darky buddies <laughs> We have fun here. We have fun with our, we do. With, we do. With our, with our, all right. So, so then just to just round out this conversation, uh, it's, it's either, okay. It's either black and white girls and guys can't be friends. There's gray or there's girls can't be friends. You guys vote my vote. I'll, I'll go first. My yeah, wait, vote wait, I is... thought the black and white is, <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe there's I don't only think there's two three options. avenues. It's either black and white or it's gray. <laughs> Can I can I propose one more situation that has entered Absolutely. the world? And she may be listening to this one, uh, but I, but I, she also said because she came up before and she said we did it very well. So hopefully that hopefully that continues uh, in terms of this talking about it. So um, I can't tell if you're talking about having sex with this friend or if no you're no about no. About we we were never friend. friends. We were never friends. We went on dates. This took place over a few years, and we really developed strong feelings for each Got other. You. Okay. Um, but this was kind of where I developed that baggage of being a wild card uh, versus like someone consistent. And that's still like a baggage that I carry with me. We got coffee the other day and she's with someone and very much in love with him. And like, that's awesome. And I truly am happy for her. And we are, we basically have had like a state of the union, if you will, or what we talked a few months ago. And then we're like, can we be friends? Can we hang out? And when we finally went for a, a walk in the park, and I just, I love her so much. I think that each episode, there's a different person that you're like, I just love, just text me back. I love you so much. I love her so much. I love her. She's the one. The girl from the creek still. Sending out the save the day. Izzy, yeah. Izzy, I can't even talk about that. It's so, it's so not okay. Um, I am very happy for her, and I genuinely do want to be friends. I don't know. Well, we'll it'll be. I, I do think you we can think that it. you can. So this is on you to like bite your tongue on how your actual feelings and how important is that for you to remain like to have this person remain in your life and be friends, or just kind of casually <laughs> be friendly and you know as it comes about. Yeah, and if you're if you're listening, just fast forward. <laughs> uh <laughs> no i can be friends and i also i i really the human being i really love the human being and so i would i would like to be friends with that i really do okay so let's vote, let's still, vote. It, yeah let's go back to just the original question of can men and women be friends strictly platonically jordan i'm gonna kick it off to you <laughs> Every, I, I hate you guys so much for this every time. Um, I guess I live in that gray area. Like there's different layers. So you're gray. Situations. I, I think ultimately, yes, they can be. It's, it's situation by situation. Um, and I think there's a maturity that comes with it, whether you had a past 
and there was no like intense emotion um i think like ex when you bring like ex-boyfriends and you like dated for a while that's way more complicated um but i guess i live in gray but i i do think that yes they can with with some gray and weber what do you think uh i'm gonna give a yes but yes but both parties both have to not actually have feelings you can find the other person attractive but you can't have actual feelings once someone does no agreed. can't be friends agreed and I am going to go with absolutely not. It is black and white and men and women cannot be friends without there being some kind of sexual energy. Hot take, Robbie. I just, I don't think it's possible. If there's any level of attraction, then it's, it's game on. And, and I, I'm just going to say is, do you think it's because you are a very tall, sexy man that it's harder for you? I, I, I definitely, first of all, thank you for calling me attractive. Um, I am six, three, so there is I feel like that. I get more DMS of me to like reach out to you for people than people are DMing me for me. If I'm going to be honest, I mean, send, you know, send it. Um, no, no, no. I, I, and I think I also am very attracted to women. So like I, I've, sense to have that i mean i don't know maybe it's just the way it's my chemistry okay i love that all right i have oh. a, an additional topic oh are we have we Send it. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and on then I've, I've got some so questions from the audience that we'll queue up okay let me i, I want to throw you guys one more one more topic that okay. i think will be interesting because you guys aren't ready for it and also um yeah and then we'll jump into questions let's go let's go so i was listening a little bit more to dan savage um and he brought up the fact that there's no such thing as the one there's the 0.68 and we have to round up to make that person the one that you know like that we're all looking for that perfect person that quote unquote the one who checks all our boxes is the type of person that we see is like we're looking for this type of woman um, or, or man or whoever's listening out on this. Um, and so that to have a successful relationship that no one is perfect. And so you have to kind of convince yourself that this 0.68 of a person um, is enough for you. Do you and, agree or disagree with that? And just to clarify, because it's a super specific number. And that might be just like a catchy, catchy thing. Why isn't it 0.69 just to make sure it we can do 0.69. Sorry. I, I just was listening to it. And that's what he said. That was, a, that was my bad. I'm a child, to not make the joke after, of, after Rob was sorry. like, I think I'm a sexual person. He's like, why doesn't he just make you? Uh, so he's basically saying, find someone who's two thirds of the way there. That'd be 66%. Find someone who's way. Someone who's two thirds of the way there and be happy with that. Right? I agree. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, I, I don't I, know. Keep going, but I don't well, know. Okay. Think, so what I if think it, the what percentage if eight, is a little low to be sure. honest. I, yeah. I would, 85%. I, 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 I think I it's somebody in the nineties to be honest. Like, and I mean, also what percentages, like what, what is that 10%? It's not all equal. Sure. Cause, cause then later on in this episode that I was listening of his, he does talk about the 85, 15% thing where it's, where I think that's probably hits you guys at all. Cause 68 does feel a bit low. And so there's like, because no one's perfect. You have to look at yourself and be like, I have my flaws. We're talking about our issues and our vulnerabilities and all this other stuff that like, we can't expect our partner to be 
be perfect if we're not perfect and we have to understand that and have self-awareness so can you like and i don't want to sit here and be like hey settle for someone that isn't like what you're seeking for and convince yourself that they're there but it was just an interesting way because so much of social media is i'm dating for my perfect person they have to be perfect they have to walk in we have to feel fireworks and sparks from the second like they text me and they text me constantly and it's all that like this fairy tale that we're, we're fed a little bit. So I'm just curious to see, I, I thought it was an interesting thing. I don't know if I fully believe in it. I'm, the 68 does feel a little low, let's say 69. Um, and maybe let's go 85%. Does that feel better for you? I guess my answer to it is I dated someone for a long time because of the logical, they checked a lot of boxes and they made a lot of sense. And I think I'm at a place in my life where that, I don't want that, but I also don't want grass is always greener and we're always looking for the 100% perfect because I think we agree that doesn't exist. I, I guess I just, and it's everyone's own journey of what they're looking for. I guess I don't want to give up on, and I'm not going to, that notion of just like, you just feel it and you're swept off your feet and you're just like, wow. Like, I'm so excited to be with this person. I agree. I, I was just going to go back to like the swept off your feet kind of feeling, which I have felt before. Um, and I've, I've been in love a few times in my life, like really infatuated love. And I think you guys have as well. Uh, obviously meeting Noel, it was just like, here we like, this is insane. This is good. And I know I've talked about that before. Um, but I, I, in my life, I'm getting more intentional knowing that that feeling of being swept off my feet at 23 is going to feel different than at 34 or mm. 35 when I meet, when I meet my next partner in crime. And so I guess my, like, not that like my gut reaction won't be there. Cause it will, like, I, I, I still trust in my senses and my ability to be like, that woman is, she's the one and, and, and go for it. Um, but I, I think 68 or 69% is like, seems a little low. Okay. But I don't know how, how it is to like quantify what that percentage is. Sure. And I'm not sitting here being like, I agree with him 100%. It just got brought up. So I was curious. And I thought well, it's it like the other study. The, the study last week was kind of like when you meet somebody who's as good as your best ex, just like, just do it. Commit. Right. And I don't know. That's kind of been in my head since really? the last episode. I've been thinking about it a lot where I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> If I meet somebody that's just like better than my like best ex, which would, I guess it's Noel. Like, how, you know, the commit. But see, but see, then it, it, it goes into the comparison thing, which has shot me in the foot a little bit. So, it's fair, man. That's totally real. It is comparison y. And I'm sure you're comparison y too. Yeah. I mean, it's, Oh man, it's so tough. It's so tough because where do you meet that Venn diagram of logic with emotional, and I don't want to say emotional. I, I mean more of like instinctual gut feeling of like, Ooh, this person, you know, I don't know. I feel like it's like some cross section of that. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think, um, Alex, when we were out at, uh, when we went out in Denver, um, and we were talking to this group of girls and it was a girl in her early thirties as well. 
um, being like, how are you guys still single? Like, why haven't you settled on someone? How much time you got? (laughs) Yeah, it was like, right. And and also it was like, that verbiage is really poor to be like, why haven't you settled on someone? Like, why, you know, like this. And I was like, why do we need to settle? That verbiage is is really poor. So that comes up in my head a lot too. So I, I am intrigued, Rob, that you're still thinking about that study about at like 26, you've yet, you know. Well, because then I also go, well, wait a minute. I met I met Noel at 23. So I and I was in a seven year on and off relationship before that. So like I haven't had like that 18 to 40 like dating period because I've been such a relationship guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but I'm definitely being mindful and intentional of just like, wait a minute, like if there is something great, don't, you know, just just lean in and 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 don't second guess it. So um Rob, you said something the other day that stuck with me too. Um, this is in the same line. I, I guess one thing is like all three of us, myself, Jordan, Rob, we're each navigating our own individual journey with dating. But, you know, where we are navigating it. And, and Rob, you said something to me, which was like, this is probably our last, hopefully, hopefully, <laughs> our last experience in dating. So, you know, almost say yes to the experience or go for that walk or have that second date. And even if it's not a total match and see and kind of have those experiences, explore it with people. You know, I'm curious what you guys think is this might be the last time that that ever happens in our lives. Hopefully. Just hang in there, hang in there. Still single. Still Uh, single, episode 987. The longest running podcast in podcasting history. Still single. <laughs> They're still fucking single. How is that possible? Uh, you guys are 108 and you haven't found Sponsored it? by Insure. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, adult diapers. Depends. Yeah. Depends. Depends. yeah. Um, All right. Yeah, no, I, I, I said that to you. Uh, so I was just in Austin uh, over the weekend with Weber and it was just like, I want to go out. Like I wanted to just go out and go out on the town and like meet people and mingle and just like it, I don't know. I, I definitely have that spontaneous, you know, spontaneous like FOMO kind of feeling of like, oh, wait, if I'm going to miss out or this girl could be the one or this experience could lead me to that person. Um, and I, I don't know. I just want to like lean into it. I got to, I mean, we're on the trust tree here. I got to just share this anecdote. Uh, go for it. Uh, Rob is so like direct, charming, affable, talking to women, and and he's so like they like it's really endearing to see him do it. And he inspired me. There was a, a very uh, pretty girl that I wanted to say hi to, and I thought of Rob, and I said, because I can get so awkward so awkward so i was just like but i was like be like rob and my thing i have i carry my stress in my fingers <laughs> i don't know what to do with my hands but it's my strong hand it's my strong uh, trust me keep going you go so i we were at soho house trendy much in austin and there's this very beautiful woman. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to say hi to her. Just as we talked about in the podcast, if nothing else, for the exercise of being nervous and talking to someone in public. So I went up and I just said, you have a very beautiful smile. 
I thought that was a very Rob thing too. It was just direct. It was honest. It wasn't like a line, you know, and she was like really well received and she was with her friend and we had like a really nice time talking. She has a boyfriend. Uh, or a oh, I remember these girls. Yes. She was really cute. She was really cute. But then Rob came over and, and, and Rob said hi to her. And I'm like, you know, smitten with this, this woman. And, and Rob says, hey, and she goes, and he goes, you're so pretty. Like you have a, a beautiful and you have like a really sweet sounding voice. And I was like, Rob, you're too good at this, man. <laughs> like, take a walk. I remember. Uh, I really, I really cheese it up. I put my arms up on the table. I yeah, remember no, I, like, yeah, you're, down, and I like yeah. held their hands. I was like, "Wow, you are really." I don't know. I there's first of all, I'm gl- I heard you like stayed out all night. So well, like, hold on, hold on, night, hold on. Like, that that, that, that sounds like very hold on. That sounds very misleading. Like I went back with someone. They had a boyfriend. I stayed out with my two buddies, Kevin and Matt, and then we drove to the house that eight guys were staying at for the men's retreat. Um, no, but that was a fun night. Pe- Shout out, yeah, men, it was, men we admire. Men we admire. Men we admire. Hashtag. Uh, yeah, that was a great All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. All right, should I play Should it's, I play a question? It's, not, it's nice to share these uh, real-life anecdotes. I'll be honest. Weird. I think me, Jordan, and Rob have, like, a little shame, or not shame, but, like, embarrassment of – Maybe I just do. I won't speak for you guys. Alex, About I what? definitely... I, I don't know where you're going. Jordan Cameron definitely Bear. doesn't have it. Let's just... Jordan, well, Jordan has, has no shame. Jordan has no shame whatsoever. No, no shame, Jordan. He has sex with all of his friends. <laughs> his guys, girlfriend. my mom listens to this podcast. Can we not? I'm kidding, um, I'm kidding. But what are we being shameful or embarrassed about? I, I'm, con- I'm confused. I, I carry, I don't know. I, I, I guess like bridging the gap from real time life with still single podcast, but it feels good to do that. So yeah. Can you I know, say I, something? Rob, Rob I was back. just going to say, I was just going to say, uh, Alex, I think you, all of the anecdotes that you've shared thus far in the first seven episodes of this podcast have been so spot on vulnerable uh, truthful, completely selfless. Like you haven't made fun of anybody. I've, I've definitely stopped recording on some of these episodes and been like, was I a dick? Like, did I just make fun of a girl that I used to have feelings for? And like, I think, I think us checking ourselves is a very healthy thing to do. And again, don't feel any shame. I, Thank you. I would call you out on it. I'd be like, dude, are you sure you want to say that? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I Stop recording. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I will say though that hearing the story of you guys going out together, it brought me even more FOMO. And I feel like we need to have a, a still single night out on a town weekend somewhere. I think we should coordinate that. Maybe a live podcast somewhere. That's kind of my dream. Is Why don't we doing do a live, live show? I've had I've had multiple people reach out, be like, when are you guys going on tour? That'd be amazing. I'm not where, kidding. Where, where would we do it? L.A. We Denver? could do one in L.A. We L.A. Do Chicago, Denver, Chicago, Denver, New York. Nobody... Cancel last minute. <laughs> I'll just cancel. We do one and no one comes. It's just us three. In a well, honestly, theater. guys, like if you're listening to this episode seven of Still Single, the pod, um, just DM us if you would like actually come see us live, record one of the episodes, or like. I mean, Weber and I have done stand-up. Weber is a stand-up. I'm a stand-up. Jordan could put together some uh, 
We're doing bits. a podcast. I don't need to do a five minute bit. <laughs> no, we're getting you. You got to do a bit, dude. Um, okay, so great. yeah, let us know if you would, if you would travel out, if we were to go on tour or something like that, let us know. Cause that would be fun as That'd be so cool. Fucking hell. All right. I'm going to play, I'm going to play a question. I haven't listened to this question yet. Love so that. Wow. Play, uh, play, Jan, Jan. <laughs> on the move with Jan. Oh, I love her. See, this would happen to me last time too. I think you're gonna have to do it through your computer. There's something just, about uh, the Instagram delay that if you, you wait like a day or two, it just won't play anymore. No. Can you get the? Can you get it through the computer? And just play it to your speaker. That's a. It like captures the audio and then it sends it to our end. This guy. Oh my guy. god, I'm getting nervous now. Here, um, I want to help you out, but I got nothing to offer in this downtime. It's okay. We can just, um, you know, pause. Don't don't hit uh, stop record. Yeah, though. don't. Yeah, yeah. Just keep, keep it going. Running. I would never stop, guys. What a good episode so far. Yeah, it's amazing. We're like, <laughs> we're just vibing. Chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it, chug it. Can you guys hear? I was listening yeah. to this last one you guys did on the talk, and you were talking about love, and if you've experienced love, and if it didn't work out, you know you'll experience that again. I don't, I don't quite know about that. Um, because what if you experience love and it happens to be a facade, like the person that you loved never really existed. And what I mean by that is they were one way for a year and about a year and eight months of your relationship. And then they flipped, they flipped the script on you and turned out they were not who they said they were. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, there's, there's a follow-up. Let me just, let me just play this last. There's another recording. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when you go through something like that, yeah, you want to believe that you can love again, but it rocks you to the core. And when you find out your fiance, after you break up, is married three months later, it's like a blow to your whole entire thought of what love is, what love could be. Like it totally rocks you to the core. Yeah. So, yeah. what would you do in that situation? Because it totally rocks your whole opinion on what love is. So, yeah, I feel like we all have stories on this. I mean, basically what we're talking about is the equivalent of like, if you find out you've been cheated on or someone gets over you super quick, or maybe someone was dating someone else behind your back, or they just are not yeah. the human being that you thought they were, right? This one's bringing up a lot of emotions for me. I was going to say, I feel like this, this hits really close, Rob. Yeah, this is a... Uh, <laughs> don't go to dark town don't go to dark town stay in the light <laughs> yeah oh, man um I, like initially i was yeah this is like this is quite a i mean that's i'm sorry that you that jen that you went through that that's yeah. a really tough situation i think i'm gonna just jump on the first part that she said um in terms of um, loving someone and then potentially not loving someone again. Um, and I think like, 
as we've talked a lot about here on the podcast is that there's different seasons of life. And, you know, I think you have to, you know, work on yourself and break down certain walls and that there is different seasons of loving different people. And, and, you know, maybe it's not always romantic love, but it's finding love in through friendship or through animals or, um, that, that it can happen again. I, but at the same time, like, it's unfortunate that people suck. Like, like Alex said, we've all experienced, at least the three of us have experienced something along the lines of being cheated on or have someone having another boyfriend one you thought you were like leading into that kind of realm with a person and being totally blindsided by it and being like, wait, what? Happened? I just, I let my guard down for you. And here I am. And, you know, having to build back up those pieces. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's really tough. Like therapy always helps me in these situations. Yeah. I'll also just throw in like communication. So, so like to Jordan's note, I think one is it, it just sucks. I've been on both sides of that. Meaning like I was cheated on with someone that I really loved. And then in the next relationship, I just didn't trust at all. And so I was almost like doing shitty things before they could and like who's that hurting that's hurting her that's hurting me that's hurting the other people so that wasn't good um i i ultimately think it does need to have boundaries around like that person and that situation was its own and not to bring that into the new relationships but the last thing i'll say is i think just communication like one thing that i've brought up is that that's still from that college relationship i've it's been a long time and i've moved past that but there's still a few things that will like trigger me and I'll get a little squirrely or I'll get jealous or I'll get like, wait, what was that? And so the best thing I found is just to let someone know, hey, just so you know, this is why this might come up for me. If it does, this is how it might look for me. If there's anything that you can do to just like turn up the dial on reassuring me or helping me out in this way, I'd appreciate that. Ice cream on me. So I think just communication. Snaps, snaps, snaps. Ooh, what yeah. kind of ice cream? Yeah, what kind of ice cream are we getting? We ate so much this weekend, ice cream. <laughs> I love ice cream. Um, just going back to what Jen said, yeah, yeah, first yeah. of all, like, I'm sorry about your um, your breakup and a failed engagement. Um, I've been there. It's hard. Uh, it's really tough. And um, especially when somebody rebounds really fast and kind of just like moves on with their life, uh, it can be really painful. Um, I, I guess communication is the most important thing in any new relationship. So like something that I learned from my last relationship about my relate, basically about my relationship with mourning my late wife, Noelle, is that keeping Noelle's memory alive is actually really important to me and something that I want to be like vocal about. And I've obviously healed to a place where I can actually like talk about it, um, which is just important. Like I want Leah to like know the memory of her mother and that's just like important to me and whoever my partner is going to be like i'll be very upfront about that and that'll be like a non-negotiable if like if that makes her uncomfortable then it's like okay well then we're not you know we're not compatible um i'd say that like for somebody to change in 18 months uh you know I'll, first of all the world changed a lot in the last few years so like different circumstances could have like been a bit of a pressure cooker for your ex where it's just like, wait a minute, how did I get into this position? I didn't know that it was going to feel or look or sound like this. And now I'm in it 
and maybe I, I'm not a hundred percent. So you can't fault them. You know, everybody's human and it, it happens like <laughs> it happens to so many people. It just really does. Yeah. And I think, I, I think removing the why questions of like wanting to get answers from this person that no matter what answer they give you, it's not going to satisfy that cut that they created. Um, and so the more that you can just go through the process of mourning it, being upset, being sad, being angry, growing, building, like whatever those, those steps are in that and removing the need to get answers from that person. And you just understand this is where I'm moving next. This is how I want to be. This is my next partner is going to be X, Y, and Z. They're like, I'm going to know these red flags when I see them because I mean, I've talked to so many people about the amount of times looking back at, back at X relationships being like, yep, that was a red flag that I ignored. Yep, that was one like, why didn't I so early on so many times that we're just like blinded by this excitement and this infatuation that trust your gut, trust your intuition when something comes up where you're like, that's, that's alarming to be like, you know, and, and to Alex's point of maybe communicating that a little bit more being like, hey, I'm going to dip, you're acting this way, like, change your behavior or I don't have time for this. Your patience around it is none. It's funny because people send in their questions to we are still single. I I had a topic that I thought was interesting, but I think it got, I can bring it up and then shoot it down. Webs webs with a question. Let's go. I thought it was just an interesting thing because I think our, our female listeners and our male listeners might be curious thoughts on who pays for dates when, how, best practices, cadence, because uh, I, I, I'll, I'll not make this. I really do, I want to take out the person that I've asked to go on a date. And sometimes that might look like we're going to a nice dinner. Sometimes that might look like we're grabbing a drink somewhere or we're grabbing a coffee and walking around a park. Um, and I really do like doing that whether that's like a quote unquote man role or not, I just like doing that. But I will say, so someone I, I, you know, I, I went out with in my past said, uh, should I offer to pay? And it was a really weird thing because it wasn't offering to pay. It was saying, should I offer to pay? And I was just like, that's like an odd, odd way to, to phrase it. Like it's like too removed. See, I'm, I, I'm yeah. so black and white in this too. Well, so I'm going to, but then what I'll say is like, I've gone on a date where I've taken out someone for dinner and then we got ice cream or the next night we went and got coffee or, or a drink or something. And she back wanted, to backs, this guy rules and she wanted to do that. And I will say, I thought that was a really nice gesture. It's like, obviously not the same financial amount, but that didn't matter to me. It's more of the gesture of, I think yeah. there's a lot of good qualities in that. Definitely. I, I can go on this. Um, Hit it. I, I think for a first date, man and woman, they meet. Maybe they're getting a drink. Maybe okay. they're getting a whole meal of food. Yeah. Maybe a coffee. Who knows? The man always pays, no matter what. Dude, so many black and white things from Rob today. Yeah. I'm feeling very black and white. Yeah. I'm just. <laughs> the man always pays. There's the woman a- is coming out for this potential murder where not, not a murder, but let's say oh. just potential. Like first, first of all, for me to be, <laughs> I'm not no, saying I get it. I get it. 
I'm just saying it's like, it's, I, women are taking a bigger risk by going out with a man. A man is not making any kind of risk, in my opinion. Can you guys hear me? You're, yeah, you're great. A lot of clear. A lot of hot takes, a lot of hot takes, yeah. I, I'm a hot boy today, hot take boy. <laughs> I, do, I do think that after, okay, so first night, guy pays. Second date, guy pays. Third date, that's when it's, I think, pretty cool for a girl to be like, I'm, a, I'm gonna pay. And don't even say, should I offer? But it's cool to even say before like the bill even comes, like I'm gonna pay, or before you even order, I'm paying or I'm taking us out. So first date guy, second date guy, third date. Girl. First date, I, I love this. I love this. And that's I'm sure a, that's awesome this. that you make it to a third date. That must be <laughs> so cool. Sounds so fun. Um, <laughs> I I do agree with both of you in in a lot of these situations. I think if I'm asking someone out, like if I you know like the girl from the coffee shop, and I'm like, hey, let's let's get together and do that. That was my initiation of that. That's on me. It, she didn't ask to do this stuff, but she's agreeing to do it. So I'm take like you're taking that person out. So it's on you to to cover that. Um, I'm not as black and white on like first two for sure. And then the third, it like open. I do agree with Alex. It's not about matching the monetary value. It is just respecting the fact that your time has value also. And that you're not just here, like being a wallet that she's being like, Hey, you got the, you know, even on the first night out, if it's like, you're going on getting drinks and it's like, you get the first two or three rounds. And she's like, Hey, you've done the first like three rounds. Let me get this round. And you're like, no, no, it's okay. You know, and she pushes and it's like, okay, thank you for, you know, giving, I agree. And it shows like, I would like, you know, a woman who, you know, takes is assertive like that as well. Um, You know, there is that dance, I guess, early on too, in the first or second date of just like the offer, the gesture of willing to do it. And it's like, I got it. It's cool. Like I'm here to take, you know, like slow reach for the purse. Exactly. Should I? What is this thing? But I think over time there is that then balance of like, not necessarily alternating the pay, but like where the you know the girl is is covering her costs, and it's it's not being like, hey, this dinner costs X Y Z, so you have to meet this financial goal with that. Also, there's a healthy balance. I I also dinner first dates is a hard no for me. I'm black and white on that. Yeah, I'm with you too. I mean, I know people are into different things, but I, I really think a first date, unless you've met and already have some kind of bond, I think like doing something where you're going to be a little less pressure. Like I, I really, I think it's fun to either go get a coffee and like go walk around or yeah, like go to maybe a cool spot and get a drink. But um, I didn't even know you liked coffee, Weber. You go on a lot of coffee yes, dates. Just just veggie drinks, smoothies. Shrek's well, well and, and also Jordan goes, uh, you know, when you go for the fourth round, and, you know, I haven't, I haven't drank in 10 months now. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed that. I'm so sick of Pellegrino's. Like, I don't. <laughs> well, that's a rare night for me too, having four rounds. That's a lot. Like that's, I'm just giving like some kind of examples with that. After four but, rounds, you, that's, you're, you're, you're making out sex. on the dance floor. You're making out on the dance floor and then you're going home and petting each other. With, with T-Pain by you drink playing. Um, actually, actually, we we didn't drink. drink at all that night. So, um, Which night? I think like the dinner first date where you're sitting there and you're chat, like you're chewing in front of each other. You're trying to connect. You're, you know, the waiter comes by four times because you guys are like vibing, and it's like, 
no, sorry, we we haven't looked at the menu. We'll we'll get to it. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, is just it's it's definitely a hard no for um for dinner on the first date. I, I I made the mistake of doing that recently. First date hinge. She got in my car. She's like, "You'll never guess what I do for work." And I was like, "What? Okay, what do you do?" She's like, it's guess. "Not in her profile." Just guess. And I was like, uh, "You're a teacher." She's like, "No." <laughs> I was like, I hate this game. She's like, guess again. It's like, um, you're like a like an influencer, content creator. No. <laughs> She's like cracking up in the front seat it's of my like car. Forty minutes later, you're like, uh, <laughs> we're in nursing school. <laughs> she goes, like literally, I was like, I hate this so much, and I've signed up for dinner. And then she goes, you won't even guess. I'm a chiropractor. And I was like, cool. <laughs> like, okay. She's like, I'm a chiropractor and I adjust people all day long. And I was like, I hate you. <laughs> oh, you didn't filter go... this out beforehand. Also, snaps to you, the the antiquated, not, I shouldn't say antiquated. I should say the old school of you going and picking them up is. I'm an old school kind of guy. Clearly. I'm, I live in the 1960s in the notebook era and I try and recreate it. <laughs> <laughs> Under every shirt I wear, we I were have just to about to wrap on. the episode and Rob has to get. <laughs> I had to plug the notebook. Rob shows up in those little hats. She's got <laughs> it's my go to. It's my go to. Oh, gosh. Um, well, guys, I mean, I, I feel like this episode was great. We, I, I'm having so much fun with you guys. So much fun. Weber's say it in back. A, a say it back. Hotel. <laughs> why, why didn't you guys say it back? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a great time. This yeah, is awesome. I love you guys. This I is awesome. You, this is so good. Jeez. I just hope that you're in a little better internet and a microphone next time. I know our production is uh, not. Uh, and it's for me too. I still need to get a new microphone as well. And my lighting is just completely shot. Guys, we uh, we so appreciate your earballs and listening to uh, the Still Single podcast. If you don't mind, send us in uh, a couple questions for episode eight. We love we love hearing from you and give us that uh, five star rating on Apple Podcasts. We, wait, oh, I know how we'll end the episode. We got to read some of the reviews on this. Love pod. you, Alex. I love you. You seem like you're down right now because well, like you I did the internet did the internet mess up. No, you were fine. You were fine. It thank was a you. little choppy sometimes, but it's okay. Love you, man. We love right, you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I needed it. I needed yeah. it. I'm in a, I'm yeah. in a hotel. Yeah. In a and we'll have to figure out a first city for us to go to go explore in and have great That really content. is the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't see why we why we why we can't do that. Oh, if you guys want us to go on tour or like meet us in person, like DM us and we'll start putting some dates together. Okay, here's Oh, on the move with Jen. This was Jen who uh, left the thing. Here it goes. Love, love, love this. Five stars. I don't binge watch TV shows, but I will binge listen to this podcast. In fact, I'm all caught up, so I need another one to listen to. LOL. This is so refreshing hearing from guys in the single world that aren't douchebags and their humorous That's dating experiences hear. and flops. It helps us to know <laughs> us single folks are not alone in this world. Being 40 and single was never my plan, but thanks to your podcast, it has helped me change my perspective on being single. Still single. That's cool. Still single. That's awesome. That's awesome. 
I'm embracing it and enjoying the season I am in instead of looking at it like I'm diving for a golden ticket in the midst of a dumpster on all the dating apps. Keep them coming and keep being real. I love it. Wow. That's awesome. That's Snaps. great to hear. What a strong Gen episode. What a great yeah. Gen episode. Maybe this episode is called The Gen. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh, like and subscribe and do all that fun stuff on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And give uh, give Jordan Kahana a follow at Jordan Kahana or at I'm Alex Weber. And you can find me at I'm, or no, wait, at Single Girl Dad. <laughs> You threw me off with the I'm. It's at Single Girl Dad on uh, Instagram and TikTok. And we'll be back next week. Much love.